fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man i'm great how you doing i'm doing great especially after watching this week's movie like yeah that's why i didn't even do the oh i'm good uh, great with yeah, this movie it's this movie this week's movie is always so much fun like if you're like having a horrible day and you put this on you're gonna feel at least a little bit better for like you know the hour and a half that it's on Oh, for sure, yeah. I I don't think anyone can argue that. No, uh, this week we're doing Evil Dead 2 from 1987, uh, written and directed by the legendary Sam Raimi. He did not produce it, so he did not get the Edward trifecta, but no. he did an amazing job with what he did. Oh, yeah, that, that's not taking anything away from him. No, it's not like, oh, well, this would have been better. No. Fuck it. Yeah, Sam Raimi gets all the praise in the world for this. But Sam Raimi's fingerprints are all over this entire series. Like, this is his series, so I'm really surprised that he wasn't producer. Yeah, you'd think so. It, this is his baby, too. Like, even in his later works where he became, like, more of a big Hollywood director, he still would have callbacks to Evil Dead in it. Oh, yeah, that's even, like, um in here, Dan Hicks, who plays Jake, the, uh, like, redneck tow truck guy. Yeah. Um, I knew he had been in, like, other Sam Raimi things, but he's been in, like, uh, looks like Amazing Spider-Man 2 he was in. Spider-Man 2. That that was the Sam Raimi. Oh, Spider-Man 2, sorry. Oz the Great and Powerful that just came out, you know, not that long ago, a few years ago. It looks like he was in Darkman, so, like, Sam Raimi kept bringing, like, even him back, you know. Yeah. Um... Not even talking about Bruce Campbell, who's in every single Sam Raimi thing. Well, like, again talking about spider-man 2 which i know that's not what we're covering but like the doc Ock tentacles like do like the evil dead like first person like zoom around camera thing oh yeah and of, and of course the delta 88 makes an appearance in every one of his films like i think it was aunt may's uh car in the spider-man series yeah and i forget what um he did, Sam Raimi did like a Western, I'm not, I forget what it's called, but I'm pretty sure even the Delta 88, he worked it in there somehow too as well. Isn't it 66? Or is it, I don't remember. It's a yeah, Delta. this movie's only in 87. Well, no, it's a Delta 88, but that's just like the number. It's like a Ford F-150 type thing. It's oh, made okay. in like the late 60s, early 70s, I think. But... Oh, so a 66 Delta 88. Yes. I should point out, this is the first time both me and you knew the car. Well, it's the only reason I know this car is because I love this series so much. Like, this is my second favorite horror movie series, or just series in general, just right behind Friday the 13th. I mean, and like, if you watched Ash vs. Evil Dead, the Delta is almost another character. Oh yeah, where um, I love how they did it in that, where they're... They found a way almost to have the cabin following them with him having that, like, shitty travel trailer. Yeah, it's it's great. I also love the throwaway line in Ash vs. Evil Dead where he's like, only four more payments and it's mine or something, so he's still making payments on this car. <laughs> I feel the pain in that so bad. 
But um, basically, uh, well, it starts out. Did you notice the road uh, rosebud productions? I did. Um, that was something that Sam Raimi, Raimi had to make up to be able to do Evil Dead Two. Yeah, let's go into that. That's actually pretty interesting and something I was going to cover too. Yeah. So Evil Dead Two is kind of Evil Dead One and Two. Yeah, it's like a soft reboot, like immediately. Yeah, because the first, like, I'd say 25 minutes is a quick recap, kind of, and retelling of Evil Dead. Right. Yeah, like, the first five minutes kind of rewrites Evil Dead 1, where it's not the group of friends who rent the cabin. It's just Ash and his girlfriend who basically, like, break into it to stay for the night. Yeah. And, uh, like... Linda. Linda, yeah. Uh, the actress changes, even... Like, the only thing that stays the same, really, like, parts of the story, and the um, that shitty, like, hourglass necklace thing. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, like, it starts with just Necronomicon exposition and this incredible animation for the time. Yeah, and this is definitely when the uh, Necronomicon starts looking like what everyone knows it to look like. Because in the first one, it's made out of Play-Doh, it looks like. Oh, yeah, this is the bound in human flesh and written in blood book that we all know and love. Yes. It, it's so nostalgic to me, the this opening animation and dialogue and everything like that. Well, it does a great job of setting up the movie. And that's something that I love about this movie as well, is it's like, there's very few down moments. Yeah, it's the way that everything's done when it's not so practical, it's very telling of the time like you we actually it's not next week don't get excited people but kind of like cue the winged serpent and stuff like that you know yeah where it's um they have a vision and this is in like cue the winged serpent this was made in the 80s yes and it's almost too like i want to bring it up again that ed wood quality where they're like we want to have this thing done it may not look perfect but if we do it well enough and have the passion for it, the audience will get what we mean. Yeah, and then you just are in for the story. Because there's a lot of, like, those, like, B-movie type things that happen than this, where, like, the oh, the boom mic's in the shot, or, you know, the, it's not lined up quite right, or you see the string on the spaceship. Like, you see trees that are only, like, half trees. At certain parts, you see the top of the set. Well, now let's be honest. Those are just another take could have solved that, not we didn't have the technology. Well, it's another take could solve it, but also this was made so cheaply once again that, and this was back in the day where film actually cost money. It's not yes. on digital, it's on actual film. I love when like I hear about giant Hollywood blockbusters today being shot on film. I'm like, do you just enjoy throwing money away? <laughs> well, like only like the really like, and I don't want to say like, uh, pretentious i guess like we're like uh quentin tarantino did it with like uh once upon a time in hollywood no or, pretentious is right you're correct but i love tarantino's work but I do he's too. such a like film like nerd like hardcore that he you know he's just sitting there like almost wheezing to himself like yeah i'm gonna shoot my my movie on film because that's the only time it's a true movie you, <sighs> you know what's <sighs> fucked up you know what movie you wouldn't think but was filmed that way huh suicide squad 
it wasn't shot on film that was shot on film why i don't know Is yeah that makes no, choice that makes no sense but it doesn't even look like it was nope it's modern film yeah it doesn't even look good like it, yeah, you don't get that warm glow either like i don't know if terrifier was but it looks like it was yeah or so you, watching, but you don't get that like nostalgia glow of film like you get with something like that well it there there is a certain feel to it like it's almost like practical effects versus like uh cgi where you can that thing is that was actually there so there is that kind of warm like and it's not perfect every once in a while you'll see like a little thing you know yeah um but anyway let's rate the title card oh yeah i love these title cards where it's just uh it's plain and simple just evil dead 2 in black and white yes and that like i love the music that goes along with it too because it just puts you in this eerie state of mind to begin with now i gotta say like this is only the world's second introduction to ash williams right ashley j williams but still even then, does Ash strike you as the type who is well-versed on the piano? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. no. I thought that was a strange character choice for him. Yeah, and he ne- it never comes up again. It's not even like in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Like, I don't ever remember him playing the piano. No, well, he only has one hand after Evil Dead. Yeah, but Any yeah, of them. he's pretty good with that uh, hand that Pablo makes him, though. Oh, that's true. Well, and well, then Pablo... he makes himself in the Middle Ages somehow. He's the best engineer on Earth. But fuck... That's another movie. That's another movie. Fuck MacGyver. Or how does he make the chainsaw go once it's on his stump? They show him messing with it. They have like a quick like him fucking with it montage, like opening up and tweaking a few gears and stuff. Yeah. So I guess with that... What I also love during Ash vs. Evil Dead, I think Pablo asked him at one point, like, how does the chainsaw work exactly? And Ash just kind of goes, uh, and then changes the subject. Yes. <laughs> but let's be honest, a chainsaw hand is the coolest thing on Earth. I remember chains, like, I remember that picture of Ash Williams from elementary school. Yes. Like, it's in, it's in like, embedded in my skull of, like, I remember seeing those t-shirts all the time at Suncoast. That's going to date me right there. <laughs> I'll say this. I knew Chainsaw Hand Guy long before I knew who Ash Williams was. Oh, yeah. And, like, even, like, Groovy or, like, even little things like that. Like, oh, Ash didn't invent Groovy. Well, no, but, like, the, how the he... Scooby Gang would like a word. Well, yeah, but, like, I would say... I would always hear it in like a horror movie type sense. Oh, and I that's gonna be coming from this. I love the let's have some champagne. I'm a man, you're a woman. Yeah, I'm a man and you're a woman. Uh give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> um, so like they find the tape and everything, and you know, you guys know what happens, but the tape plays and you get the flashback to the book Discovery. Yeah, which um I didn't notice until, like, multiple viewings in, but, like, they do that quick, like, uh, uh, shot of when they're discovering the book, and you see, like, the ruins of the castle behind them. It's like, oh, that's the castle from Army of Darkness. I know, it is cool, like, looking back on it, isn't it? And he does such a good job in this movie of setting up, like, I want to do Medieval Dead, you know? Yeah, so, by the way, like, is it just me? I don't know. I'm legitimately asking. Or do the words of the Book of the Dead change in every iteration? Yeah, they um. There's like certain words like Klaatu, 
Verada Nikto is usually in there somewhere. I'm pretty that is sure. always in there, yeah. And usually but, Konda. Yeah. yeah. And Konda is in there, Kondarian but Kondarian yeah. is everything. Every movie it does seem to change like a little bit. Okay, good. Like I'm no joke. That wasn't me being sarcastic. I didn't know because I'm like, I swear to God, I knew this by heart. And every time I watch a different one, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, because there's definitely been times that I've like, oh, I have this part memorized, and like I'll start, and they'll be like, oh fuck, this is the one that they do the different words in. Yeah. Okay. But I have a a big question. Yes. The Necronomicon. Right legitimately could be one of the biggest discoveries in the history of man right oh yeah i mean it opens up portals yes and can bring the dead back to life and just every even if it didn't have any magical qualities still this ancient book bound in human flesh written in blood like that's a huge discovery right oh yeah like our our archaeologically uh speaking like yeah it's going to be like a big museum thing Yes, so why is this priceless artifact left at an unsecured cabin for anyone to stumble upon? Brett, I have comic books that are better protected <laughs> than the Book of the Dead. Yeah, I have, uh, yeah, I would say I have VHS tapes that are better protected than the Book of the Dead, like, or my Prussian Kissing Devil Skull is at least in a case, you know, like. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I have action figures that are at least up on a shelf where they won't get knocked down. Like, no, let's just leave the Book of the Dead out. In an unlocked cabin that we don't even live at. For uh, the first one, I would totally agree with you. Or like in um the Evil Dead remake, I would completely agree with you. Like, why is this just left here? But in this one, at least they say we're like, oh, okay, they went up there to um decipher it or whatever, and then they both died. So that's why it's oh, just left. Fair there. point. Fair point. Okay. Yep. Walk it back, Greg. Look, I even told you yesterday or the day before look i'm having a hard time coming up with anything to pick apart on this movie yeah that was my big one and you proved me wrong and now i have nothing no this is a perfect movie and it's on perfectness um, but yeah so the words are read in the tape recording and what do you call it like when you see the first person camera shooting through the woods and the sound what do you what do we call that um the evil yeah, I've always just thought of it as, like, it's just, like, the presence of it, where, like, the the first time you ever get any glimpse of it is Ash versus Evil Dead, when it's just, like, a cloud, it looks like. Well, we see its physical manifestation in this movie later. Right. But, like, and yeah. Obviously, and, it has a form, though, because in this movie, Ash is running from it. I would almost say, like, I would, I've always pictured it as, like, you see all that mist in the forest, it's like that collected maybe, but it's like super dense. Okay, that makes sense. But like, so what do we just call that? The evil? Yeah, I would say the evil. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, for this show's purposes, the evil. Um, So the evil gets Linda. Yeah. And um, then she's gone. Yeah, she gets uh, decapitated by Ash. Like, and there's a lot. That, and I, well, we should say she's a, she's a deadite. Ash just yes. randomly murders his girlfriend. <laughs> um, I paused it whenever... It kind of went to, because you know at the end of Evil Dead 1 when it's like, it, the evil crashes all the way through the cabin and it stops at Ash and he's screaming. Yeah. I looked and whenever that scene came up in this one and then continued from like, oh, okay, he's spinning around through the forest. I paused it. It was like six minutes of like setup of, okay, here's everything you need to know and now we're here. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, which is like, it's extremely quick, but it's very efficient, and it does it does what it needs to do. It doesn't overstay its welcome, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I know we're jumping around a little, but I should say what you just said, where the evil's like throwing him through the woods and everything, is a ma- comedy horror done to perfection. Oh yeah, and this is uh goes into where Bruce Campbell, through any time he works with Sam Raimi, just gets the fuck beat out of him. Oh yeah. Because have you seen the behind the scenes pictures where like they literally strapped him to a board and spun him around a bunch? <laughs> Basically, I know it's on indie, close to indie filmmaking done, and they're doing this all practical. Of course they are. And poor Bruce is alone for the majority of this movie. And he does all of his own stunts because Sam Raimi would always be like, oh, Bruce is fine. He can do it. I'm not paying for a stunt, man. Come on, Bruce. Get up there. Dance, monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so yeah, Linda, we said, gets decapitated and gets buried and all that stuff. And then Ash gets flying through the woods at the end of that we see dead-eyed ash which is always a welcome thing to see yeah it's a really i love the makeup of it and it kind of puts a little bit of rules that only seem to apply in this movie really of thank you thank you the evil cannot be in sunlight or here's me countering your thing is it just because ash is the chosen one that he has a little extra well, it, it, yeah, like, it can't exactly stay in him for too long. Like, they, it thinks it has him, but then, yeah, he's the chosen one. Which so the it combination up, of the sunlight and ash and randomly the necklace, you know, all that stuff. Right. And it sets up in this one that he is the chosen one. It's yeah, not that's even not like just an ash versus evil dead thing or an army of darkness thing. That's set up here. Yeah, which this is the movie that sets up everything for the series, it seems. Hefe. Most of it. But yeah, so... Like you said, Sunrise saves him. Um, the cabin says, what, join us, right, when he gets back to it? Yeah, it, like, almost turns into, like, a semi-skull, which I love, like, how the cabin set up, cabin is set up. There's, like, those rocks in, like, middle, in the middle, like, in front of the door look like teeth. So the cabin itself looks like a skull. <laughs> oh, we should mention, because we always like talking about filming locations and everything, don't try to find the cabin. Oh, yeah, this one isn't filmed at the same cabin. Oh, this is... okay. No, Well, uh, we might cabin... as well tell that now. If you want to find the cabin from the original Evil Dead, do not. You will most likely be fired upon. Yeah, that one was... I think it's Tennessee, correct? Yes, and there's only a little bit of foundation left anyway. So, not only will you probably... There's a chance you might not make it out alive. It's not that great when you do find it anyway. Yeah, well, there's, like, some of the fireplaces left. Uh, you get to see the hole where the, um, the basement, where they dug the basement so, like, he could pop up through the trap door. And, like, yeah, some but... of the roof is left. But, yeah, it burned down not long after they were done filming the first one. Yeah, and the guy who owns that property is not too keen on tourists. But I do really, like, you know how much I love filming locations, and I've loved this movie since I was little. I've always dreamt of going there and getting one of those fireplace bricks. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But don't do it, people. Don't do it. No, because there's only so many left, and I want one. (laughs) Um, So, son, the cabin says, join us. And he's, of course, ashes. I'm fucking out. And guess what? The bridge is just magically destroyed and curled up. Yeah, it's curled up. And I love that matte painting whenever it does the wide shot. And it's like this epic cliff. Yes. Yeah. Even, you know, when they're driving in, I'm thinking that. Like, I remember the first time I saw that thinking that. I'm like, 
where is this fucking canyon that has yeah. this little bridge going over? And it is a canyon. Like, it looks like two Grand Canyons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they on the top of the world? And this entire, like, this giant bridge is only for this little cabin because it's not like there's more road after the cabin. The cabin's the last destination on this road. <laughs> yeah. So whatever so they're um, having to maintain this bridge for what's basically an abandoned cabin yeah um and then once he's at the what used to be the bridge that as we've dubbed it the evil starts chasing the delta yeah well, chases and, ash in the delta i should say it's not like ash is there and the delta's driving away from the evil and it's also this is everything is so slapsticky and like three stooges inspired like 100 percent, where like it's extremely terrifying at times, and then also at other times, it's just you're laughing out loud. Oh, it's a perfect blend. I love it. I love it. Well, because I love where, like, Ash goes, like, off the road, and he's, like, driving the Delta, like, just straight through the woods. And, like, he's getting hit by branches, which you know Sam Raimi's just standing right outside the car with a branch. <laughs> just slapping Bruce Campbell with a fucking branch, just like, do it better! Do it better! <laughs> And uh, and um, then he like crashes the car and like goes flying through the windshield, which would probably kill you. And then he just like comically goes like boink and like three stooges ass just hits the ground. Yeah. Um, and then he runs into the cabin because the evil's chasing him still. And he hides and it leaves. So that's what I mean. Like he must be able to see it, you know? Oh yeah. And there's a great shot. I love when the evil goes through the back windshield and then through the front windshield of the car. Oh, it's so fun. I love these camera shots because it's literally just someone running with a camera held in front of them, but it's so cool the way they do it. Yeah. It, it became like, it was a, like a necessity basically in the first evil dead because they couldn't afford a dolly so but they could afford a two by four yeah but it became such a signature thing in horror that they even kind of used that camera for the um friday the 13th video game i was just about to bring that up yes they do like your fast travel basically is the evil which is extremely f and it kind of does like the noise even and yeah. it's really cool just enough that they can't get sued yeah, just enough. Well, Friday the 13th and Evil Dead have been tied since... I uh, Don't do it. Don't Jason do Goes it. to Hell. Don't do it. I hate it. Don't do it. It counts. I would have loved if the series like had come together. Oh, I would have too. I hate the way they tried to do it. Yeah, well, even like the guy who directed Jason Goes to Hell was like, I was in my early 20s. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah. Um, side note, dude, I cannot wait for the Evil Dead video game. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big video game player, but that is one that I will want to get. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that one. That's like on my top five most anticipated. I can't wait for that one. Because it seems like they're bringing like a ton of characters back. Like I think Pablo and Kelly are coming back too, Pablo aren't they? Pablo and Kelly, dude, the knight from Army of Darkness, people from the remake, like everyone is in it. Oh, nice. Um... But yeah, so he hides at least. Then one of our few cutaways in the whole movie, like to a different location. Really, it's almost all at the cabin. But yeah, um, and um, most of the series up until this point, yeah, this is like our first kind of cutaway to like something different. Yeah, so and it 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 almost takes you out of the movie for a split second until like you're like, oh, okay, like when it first happens, you're like, wait, what? What's going on? Yeah. 
Because Annie Noby lands at the airport with missing Necronomicon pages, which I don't know if we need it explained, but it's never really explained why there were missing pages. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it wasn't really. I don't even think in Army of Darkness they exactly explained it. But hey, it's over, what, thousands and thousands of years, so. Convenience! Yes. Well, I mean, that's historically. Almost all holy books and things like that have had pages taken and things added to fit whatever ruler wanted, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But convenience, yes. (laughs) She lands with the missing pages, and that's about it. They're going to the cabin. And I love Ash creeping through the cabin and the piano is playing itself. I believe the same song he was playing on earlier. Yeah, it was. I believe so. And out the window, you see headless naked Linda (laughs) wakes up and dances. And what would I call this? Reheads? Well, she's like doing this dance. And it's almost like how you would take your top hat off to like when you're dancing. She does that, but she does it to her head. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but then she puts her head back on and jumps, I mean, jumps away. Well, and I love the one scene, too, when she starts, like, spinning, but her head is, like, focusing on the same direction. But her body's yes. spinning on her head. <laughs> um, and then she appears at the window, like, dance with me, and, like, grabs him and starts bonking his head on the wood. Yeah, very, and but once again, you're sitting there, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? You're laughing from just the insanity of it. Yes. Um, he wakes up in the chair and it makes it seem like it was all a nightmare. But then the head falls on his lap and goes, hello, lover. Yeah, and bites his hand. And then we have this great, like, montage of Ash just fighting a severed head. <laughs> oh, it's so much of just Ash working with props is incredible. Because like I said, most of this movie is just him. Oh, it's definitely they just super glued like a fake head onto Bruce Campbell's hand. And it's just like, have at it, Bruce. You know what to do. Get it off. Oh, by the way, that glue becomes permanent in five minutes. Get it off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's why it's going so hard. <laughs> um, and then they make it to the shed. And, you know, he puts the head in the vice. And I love, like, for a minute, like, Linda head goes back to regular Linda and then goes Deadite again and, like, is taunting him about Linda being in hell. Like, you know, that's the most classic Evil Dead switch. Which, the Deadites are really stupid because they give up so easily in all the versions of this. Because they're always, like, where they just almost have the person and then they give up and switch back to Deadite. Yeah, well, it's almost like they keep fucking with them over and over again. They're, like, they're comedians. Like, they want the punchline. Oh, yeah, they're not happy with just killing. It's very much, remember when we were talking about Devil's Rejects? The whole hotel thing is more just like I have power over you more than anything else. That's right. pretty much what the deadites are kind of like. I it also has a she has a great line where it's like even now she you know she her darling Linda's soul suffers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, yeah because the head, the body breaks in with a well, chainsaw. Yeah, because Ash is like the Linda's head's in the vice, and Ash like opens up like this uh the uh, sliding thing to try to find the chainsaw and their chainsaw is like outlined in chalk, but it's missing. Yeah, you know that, like anytime like someone is breaking into a weapon stash and they open up and for some reason, the outline of all the guns are there to show you, Hey, we had guns here. Like, Hmm, what happened to that chainsaw? And then, yeah, just so comically the fucking bot, the headless body comes crashing in with like one dead eye boob hanging out. 
with the fucking chainsaw and just starts like running into him over and over again. Kind of hot, kind of not. I don't know. <laughs> there, whenever I started this movie, it said brief nudity. I'm wondering if that's what they're counting as the brief nudity. One hundred percent, because that's it. Yeah, that, that'd yeah. be it. Um, we should do a, like a Joe Bob tally of all that at the beginning. What like, did I do? The count. Yes, one did I move? Um, but that and it starts sawing itself on accident. I do like this. Is actually good attention to detail the linda head is kind of guiding the body with its eyes it's it's actually pretty cool attention to detail if you notice that for a movie that's pretty schlocky and i'm not saying that as a disrespect they got that down like cool and didn't really draw much attention to it yeah it's a, it's just a little detail that like when you notice it you're like oh that's cool yeah and she does turn normal again right before the head saw you know, just yeah. to fuck with him a little more. Well, because Ash has to have the conflict of, oh no, do I kill my girlfriend? Oh, that's right, she's just a head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I love when they return to this in Ash vs. Evil Dead. That's all I'll say, because this isn't about that. Maybe one day we'll find a way to do that. We've kind of discussed it, but that's all. Yeah, I agree. I love the the comeback of that, like, season, like, decades later. Yes. Um, and then, back in the house, Ash gets... The broomstick, that's right. Because Oh, boomstick! I'm like, wait, broomstick? I'm like, oh, because <laughs> things are moving. Ash gets the boomstick. So yes, finally we have the fucking shotgun. Right. And this is a double barrel, which the gun in the first one was a single barrel. Double barrel fits better. Yes, very, and it's cooler looking. And if you notice most of the action figures, what do they come with, Brett? Oh, they all have double barrels. Of course. And that's another reason why in the Phantasm series, Reggie goes to like the quadruple barrel. It's because Don Coscarelli was like, I'm going to do Evil Dead even one better. I'm going to give my guy four barrels. Look, Phantasm's cool and all, but that's no yeah. Evil Dead. I love what Phantasm joined in in that like kind of like secret little like prodding that these directors do to each other. Like how Wes Craven put a poster of Jaws ripped in half and Hills Have Eyes. And then in Evil Dead... They're watching Hills Have Eyes or something, I believe. No, there's the uh, uh, Hills Have Eyes posters ripped in half in the basement and Evil Dead. And then Wes Craven made it where Nancy is watching Evil Dead uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street. And then now in Evil Dead 2, Sam Raimi put the Freddy glove in the basement. Yeah, it's it's all like, over the this tit for tat shit. I love. <laughs> I I hope someone somewhere has done like a chronological order of it. I'm sure that's out there. Like, oh, yeah. see who did it first and what was next, so on and so forth. Yeah. Then we get Mirror Ash. Oh, which is one of my favorite scenes. Um, I gotta say, look, for this all basically being a one-location movie, I'm writing, like, fucking crazy keeping notes with this, because me and you talked off-air. There's so much going on in this movie. It's insane. Well, it's so fast-paced. Yeah, because honestly... They don't do the mistake that sometimes can weigh a movie down or they hold on to things too long. But in them not doing that, they had to throw more and more things into it. So there's always something new fucking fucking with Ash. Yeah. And this scene has like one of my favorite lines of the movie, and it's right before like so like mirror ash comes out of the mirror, because Ash is just kind of leaning there against the mirror and he's like, Everything's fine, everything's okay. And then evil Mirash pops out and he's like, I don't think everything's okay. 
we just cut our girlfriend up with a chainsaw. Does that sound okay? <laughs> I love that line and you're 100%. Like, the Ash and Ash dialogue is great. And yeah. then, like you said, Mirror Ash attacks him. But then we get my favorite Ash battle, if you ask me. I feel like I need that Magneto meme where it's like, I want to see Ash's greatest battle shows Army of Darkness. I said his real greatest battle shows something else. And then, and then this Ash versus his hand perfection yeah yeah where you see like yeah the um like it the black is like going through the veins like away from the bite marks like it's like you can tell it's like stop motion and makeup and whatnot but it's really creepy how it's done oh no this one's still attached yeah i know but no that's like you see like the uh black like dead oh, eye yeah, yeah, going yeah. through his veins and like his hand like just turns like corpse like I'll say this too, and no disrespect to the other man, this is like Jim Carrey vibes before Jim Carrey was doing the Jim Carrey vibes. Oh yeah, well I remember being little, and for I remember being on the playground playing like Evil Dead Hand, like on the playground where like I would pretend like my hands possessed and <laughs> like chase chase my classmates. <laughs> Did you have friends? Oh yeah, well, me and my friends all liked horror movies. <laughs> Did, so, okay, so what about the non-friends? Did you try to chase them with the evil hand? Oh yeah, everyone was up for grabs. Deadites don't care. <laughs> I so, yeah, I was better. that kid. You possessed hand? Or are you writing to Kane Hodder? Well, I, I, I was playing. Yeah, I'm playing possessed hand. I'm playing uh, Jason on the playground. I'm writing. Kane, just some guy named Kane Hodder letters. I'm drawing my mom birthday cards with like Jason killing Santa. I think the closest I had was us singing the Freddy Krueger song on the swings at recess and scaring younger kids. I think that was the <laughs> closest I had to that. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm. It's really good that I turned out like as good as I did. Like I'm not saying that I turned out great, but it could have been worse. Yes. Um, so Annie and Ed arrive at the destroyed bridge after the whole hand battle. Now, now Jake and Bobby Joe, they're brother and sister, right? I thought they were a couple. I thought they were brother sister. Where doesn't he make us like a comment of something about like me and my sister here, Bobby Joe or something. But then all throughout the movie, he keeps calling her like baby. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't recall any sister-brother line. I don't know if I'm just saying that because they're rednecks and that's the trope. I mean, accurate. But they say they'll show them the other trail there for $100. Yeah, and I love he and she's like, okay, well, you just carry my bags. And he looks in the back seat, and there's just, like, the tiny little bag and, like, the frame Nepro Necronomicon pieces. And he's like, sure, <laughs> And then you cut to them walking, and he has, like, this comically giant trunk on his back. This is definitely a guy who had a travel trailer in the woods that he played in as a kid. Yeah, well, hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut back to the cabin, and the, the hand battle is still going on. But my favorite part, because Ash is knocked out, the hand knocks the head out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love like yeah, the hands like grabbing like pa like uh plates and like knocking them like off of Ash's head. Like at one point, like Ash literally does a flip, which he actually did. Yes, it's incredible. 
But once Ash is knocked out is my favorite. Because for one, the hand makes noises. Yes, it does. Yeah, it makes little, like, squeaks. <laughs> it, it makes the cutest little angry noises. It's hilarious. It's almost <laughs> like the Puppet Master noise. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> Ash is knocked out, and the hand starts crawling towards a knife. Right? Is that knife or the boomstick? Uh, no, it's like a cleaver knife. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like a but, cleaver. But it's so funny because when we say the hand starts crawling towards it, it's dragging Ash. Which, this is another thing. I remember being a kid and laying on the ground trying to see if I could drag myself by my hand. Oh, yeah, just in the middle of the living fingers. room. and Just in the middle of the living room in front of my parents. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then Ash stabs the hand and chainsaws it off. And what's he saying? Like, who's laughing now or something? Yeah, he's like, but, who's laughing now? And that's the famous You're literally scene. sawing off your own hand and thinking you've won. And just great technocolor blood. Like, there's so much different great blood in this movie. Like, there's the deep red. There's the great 70s technocolor. There's blue. There's green. <laughs> there's the watery, the, the syrupy. They got it all. Yeah. They put the bucket over the severed hand. Because that's what I would put, do with the evil hand, to Trap it like a spider that and you don't know what you're going to do with after. Yeah, and he sets books on top of it, and I love the one on top is a farewell farewell to arms. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I never <laughs> caught that. I've seen it's this so movie. It's, just, it's so funny. He wraps the stump, but the hand is escaped. Yeah, because duct tape fixes everything. Yes. The hand's crawling around, and this is amazing because it goes through a mouse hole in the wall, like a cartoonish mouse hole, like that. Like Tom, Tom and Jerry. And Jerry. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it gets mouse trapped at one point. It crawls onto a mouse trap and And it starts going like yipe, 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 yipe. And then like yes. Bruce Campbell like Ash laughs at it and the fucking hand flips him off. It's in- incredible. Um, and then just makes Ash is like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> it flips him off and he shoots it as it's in the wall. And Blood starts coming out of the wall. I thought at first, I remember the first time I saw this, like, oh, he killed a mouse. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of sounds like it. Yes, but no. And then when the little bit of blood coming through just turns into spray, like, gallons, and then into sludge after that. Like a fire hose. Like Yes. And I I believe, because I read Bruce Campbell's first book, like, if uh, I think it's called If Chins Could Kill. I know there's Hail to the Chins... Hail to the chin and something else, yeah. Yeah, but the, he was talking about how they filmed that scene, and he was basically, like, laying on his back, and the wall was actually above him, and they literally just dumped gallons of blood through this little hole. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> but when it turns into sludge, it's just nasty. With that yeah, black well, yeah the black sludge, yeah, it... This uh, that's why I don't never minded, like, the green blood or blue blood, because it almost makes it nastier. Yeah. Um, and then we get to possibly my favorite part, Brett, which is the Deadite Deer. Yes. And the Deadite Lamp. Yeah, the uh, the deer, which is extremely creepy and comes up like a lot throughout the series, like deer heads and whatnot. And if you go to like haunted houses and whatnot, like during October, you'll see deer heads like a lot in those places. Oh, yeah. A lot can be but, traced back to here, and also probably Texas Chainsaw, like just having yeah. antlers and stuff. But it's the most insane laughing. It's like, oh, whoa! 
<laughs> that's pretty good. Well done. Well, that's like the deer, and then like the lamp's like. <laughs> it's like a dog. Ah, your deer was better. I liked your deer better. Yeah, the deer was better. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the deer and the lamp are laughing and like rocking back and forth. And then what I have dubbed the steamboat <laughs> willy dance. <laughs> Because that's what's going on. They're laughing and Ash has lost his mind. So he's just bouncing up and down like, <laughs> with them. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. He's completely gone. Because even like the books are laughing. The cabinets are laughing. The entire house is just going insane at the moment. And Ash has completely lost his mind at this second. Oh, yeah. He's just bouncing up and down, like dancing with the shotgun in his hand. He's having a great time. Like, he's he's almost putting his arm around the lamp and, like, buying it a beer. Like, yeah. No joke. If, if you want to, I'd say, if you want to YouTube one scene from this movie, I don't know if it's on there. I'm assuming it is. Would this would be, be one right now. This scene encapsulates, like, what the entire Evil Dead series is. Oh, that's the gift you got to use when you say what we're doing this week on Twitter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I completely agree with you. That is my... If it's not my favorite scene from this movie, it's, like, yeah, number it's two. It's up there if it's not mine. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Um, this is why I think I sent you on Snapchat while I was watching it, because it's my favorite. Um, but people arrive at the door. Again, that'd be Bobby, Joe, Jake, Ed, and Annie. Yes. And Ash, of course, with everything he's been through, shoots at the people who have arrived. Oh, yeah, because he's like, there's no way other people are here. It's like, it's the evil. Yeah, and the bridge is out. So how the hell would anyone else get there? Yeah, really? So, yeah, well, the, he has no idea, yeah, that there's like another path. Like, Yeah, because the Nobies even own the cabin, I'm assuming. They didn't know there was another path. No. So, one, she should be questioning why this redneck couple or siblings knows about it. Yeah, well, that's their um, honeymoon cabin when Mom and Pa are home uh, and they're not wanting them to get up to any frisky business to go out to the old Evil Dead cabin. Yeah, well, as you'd imagine, Jake runs in and beats him up, rightfully so, and of course, Ash is no match because he's been through hell. Yeah, and he only has one hand. Yes, yeah, true. Beating up a one-armed guy. What shame. Um, But Annie... Again, rightfully so, assumes that the man holding the shotgun with the chainsaw and the knives out covered in blood killed her parents. Because yeah, they're not there. Yeah, because she looks over and sees the chainsaw laying there, like, covered in blood. And she's just like, oh my god. Then they throw him, they're like, put him in there. And they're like, we're gonna throw him down into the crawl space. And they do. And I love how he starts, Ash starts coming to, like, right before he goes down. And he's like, no, wait, no. And they're like, Sh they're like, we've heard enough out of you. And they're like, just punt his chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hail to the chin. Yes. Um, and so they, of course, are distraught. But they play the tape and they hear her, Annie's father say, I buried her in the cellar because she came back as something evil. And this is uh, the appearance of ted Raimi as fake henrietta <laughs> which Dude, the dead eye wife henrietta is terrifying like legit scary i love he, he like she pops up out of the ground and she's like someone's in my fruit cellar <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i love um like the behind the scenes stuff that i read about about evil dead 2 and ted Raimi having to wear that suit we're like they said his uh, at, at the end of the day, when he would take it off, there was like tons and tons of like sweat that just built up in the bottom of that thing. 
where oh, they had to like rubber fat suit. Yeah. Yeah, they had to dump it out every like day after they were done with it. It's like jackass with the sweat cocktail. It, that's exactly it. Like Cuz I don't know like uh, being like I'm there's something I've been thinking about uh coming coming up this summer and having to record the podcast is you can have like fans and your the air conditioning going which you can't have dual going especially like an indie film like this was where they they filmed it in a gymnasium but they can't have the ac going because that's going to make noise so it's just so fucking hot yeah which um, I know I'm going to have to have like a bowl of ice water and a rag up here for this summer. Oh, you get used to it. I've, I've been doing it. Oh, I'm going to die this summer. You people know what I'm giving, like what sacrifice I'm going through. Oh, very first world problems. I sweat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love like, of course, they then let Ash up. They're like, He's not a killer. But Henrietta is chasing him, kind of. Yes. And the eyeball pop into the mouth. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, where Henrietta's like, she's her head starts transforming into that like snake looking thing that sounds like a monkey. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, her, they like stomp her head under like the floorboard like door thing that's going down into the cellar and her eyeball pops out. And whose mouth does it go into? Is it Bobby Joe or? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, uh, it's either. Um, her or Annie. <laughs> I think it's Bobby Joe. She gets a lot of the terrible things. Yeah. Um, and then of course Ash is explaining to the group, and Jake does not believe him, despite just seeing the big fucking deadite creature. Well, yeah, he's definitely very um. Now that no, I, even though I just saw it with my own two eyes, I don't be believing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the basement door the trap door thing is chained down but can still be popped up you know um and the deadite mom is now normal henrietta again and singing hush little baby to annie which is even more terrifying than a fucking deadite yeah it's almost how like in halloween 2 they like used uh that sandman song at the end where it's like yeah. this very upbeat kind of song but it doesn't fit whatsoever and just makes it super eerie it's yes. that same kind of shit and I don't know how, but Ed is a deadite now. Yeah, well, he got um. Yeah, he all he all all I remember happening to him was he got like thrown across the room. I think. Yeah, he just got turned. I guess. But he still yeah, rules for how to turn into a deadite are still unclear to me. Well, I wonder also if it depends on like how strong of a person you are. Maybe like your like, will. Ash know. is like the chosen one, so he's like forbidden. Like no one can get to him, but someone like just just a random guy is like super easy yeah probably and but, then we get our first dead by dawn from both of them dead by dawn dead by dawn dead by dawn fucking love it and uh the edite oh oh um, nice well they you. they bring ed back in his own comic series they do where ed is like during this one like it's like the evil dead 2 evil ed comic series where like he's like and one of the major deadites in hell or whatever, and Ash yeah. has to go defeat him. It's a really good series. Yeah, I have a bunch of them. I don't know if I have the full run or not. But um, I I love the design of Edite. Yeah. I like that. Like, I like I like Edite. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm I, where it has some. like 
multiple rows of teeth and like you can tell like this is the deadite they spent the most time on like with makeup wise i'd argue ash deadite ash deadite and this one i would say are pretty tied yeah they definitely put a lot of work into them but um i love and he eats bobby joe's hair yeah he roller skates over to bobby joe like a house on haunted hill style and yeah just starts eating her hair for out for no reason um, little hint as to what we're doing next week, honestly, with that, but that's all I'll say. You have to stick around to the end. <laughs> Ash axes at Ite, and we get some green slime blood. Yes, which I love. <laughs> yeah. And he's dead. And Jake looks out, and the trail was gone. The woods have just swallowed it up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, there there ain't no trail no more, Bobby Joe. <laughs> Uh, th- this is like a tiny dip because the group yeah. investigates the other room and we get Annie's dad's ghost tells her to read the new pages. Where is this coming from? I also love like whenever there's like this, there's all these weird sounds and weird like camera angles and they just like, they're like, what's going on? And Ash just out of nowhere says, it sounds like someone's trying to break into our dimension or something like that. And yeah. they, uh, there's all kinds of lightning in the one room and Ash is like, okay, let's go check it out. And, um, fucking what's his name? Fuck. Jake is like, uh, you're the curious one. You go. <laughs> yeah. They all end up going anyway, but yes. Um, and Which I'm get... there with Jake of like, I'm not going to go in there. <laughs> I mean, is there really a safe spot in that whole place though? No, not at all. So I guess it doesn't matter. You might as well. Yeah, it's true. And then we get the whole ghost thing. Bobby Joe runs away into the woods. Which, um, the ghost looks very much like Pazuzu from uh, The Exorcist. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Like, whenever it does those quick little flashes of, like, that, like, black and white, like, skull-looking face. Very good. Uh, That's the vibe I got from it. Yeah. Uh, Then we get runs into the woods and... Um, <laughs> that tree scene. Well, did, whenever you first saw this, did you think we were going to get an exact repeat of the vine scene from the first one? I saw this first, actually, so I can't. Really? Yeah, I saw Evil Dead 2 first when I was younger. I, I remember when I saw these in order and I saw this scene and I was like, oh no, like, not again. So I knew, like, when I watched Evil Dead then that it was kind of like almost an intro to evil dead 2 right and that i kind of had some of the story but changed so like i can't really answer that because of my order of watching yeah i'm glad there's no tree sex scene in this movie but just just implied yeah but i'd love actually in this one how it starts like when it the vines wrap her up and it's like dragging her through the woods and you see like the vines like shooting into her face Oh, yeah. It's so fucked up, because you know me and my body horror stuff. I see that, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it is fucking brutal. And, like, without, like, tear, like, it's weird, but it's more grisly than some of, like, the spine-ripping things we've seen. Oh, yeah. Well, it just seemed, it's just so uh, over the top, and it, but it also almost feels real because of that. Because you're not gonna be, like having this heroic scream while you're being drugged through the woods and vines are going into your face. You're going to be like hysterically screaming like she is. Yeah. And I got to say the effects for the, all the tree stuff are actually really good. Like solid, even today standards, like the tree effects are good. 
well, I love how they got those tree effects where they basically shot it in reverse. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, like look at it, but it's it but holds up well. It's so genius to be able to do that. Where it's like, okay, how are we going to be able to do this? Shoot in reverse. Like, uh, it's so genius. Yeah, all she's doing is screaming anyway. Yeah, and she's pulled into the tree mouth, and we get there. Here's where we get our army of darkness for, foreshadowing next because they're looking at the new pages. Yeah, which is really cool, and I love that they actually, like, so many times movies set up really cool things like that, but never, like, it never goes all the way through to, like, actually happening. This movie, this series actually, like, delivers on its promises. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, we can say what we want, but I think a lot of directors, when they do that, they have full intentions, and then other things get in the way. Yeah, either like financially or someone else takes over and it's a uh, uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi syndrome. I, you get that Brandon key to shit out of here. I love you, Brandon. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's reference. I guess I should say because a lot of people only listen to certain shows. That's a geek positive reference. Check out the other shows on the network. Um, yeah, they're really fun. <laughs> so Jake then gets all, we got to save Bobby Joe and pulls a shotgun on Annie and Ash. And it's like, we're going out there to find her. And does the most fucking stupid thing. And I've seen a lot of horror movie people do a lot of stupid things. Yeah. Throws the pages into the basement. He couldn't roll them up and put them in his pocket or something. Well, at first, he's right there beside the fire when he grabs them. So I was like, oh, shit, he's going to throw them in the fire. But yeah, he throws them in the basement with Deadite Henrietta. And I also love how he's like, these book learning pages ain't going to be doing us no good. No one ever learned nothing from reading. Yeah. <laughs> you would start reading them books, they start telling you not to have sex with your sister. That's unchristian. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess we'll go through this part real quick. Because they yeah. go into the woods and Ash turns dead-eyed again. And right. I think he kills Jake, but no, he doesn't. And then chases Annie back into the cabin and we get, join us, you know. Yeah. Which I oh. love when um Annie is now like at this point you're thinking, okay, fuck, Annie's gonna be now our main person. Because yeah. Ash has turned twice now in this movie and he's gotten beat the fuck up. Where now you're thinking, okay, now Annie is our person, which I remember when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, I like Ash more. Oh no, we got plenty of Ash. Um, like I said, I thought Ash killed Jake, but he didn't. Yeah. But then Annie stabs Jake, thinking he's Ash with a Kandarian dagger, and <laughs> but he's still not dead because no, I... um, then injured Jake gets dragged into the room and pulled into the basement because well, Annie I... drags him in and then but he gets pulled into the basement. I love because evil like uh, Deadite Ash is like heading towards the door and she starts slamming the door on him like four times. Yes. And he's just like, ah, ow, ow. <laughs> like, she gives no fucks for him. Because no. even when she's dragging him away to safety, he's like, of course, he got stabbed in, like, the stomach. He's going to be in pain. And she's like, shut up, shut up. In her defense, they wouldn't be in this situation if he didn't go, oh, I'm throwing the pages of the basement making you go into the woods. Oh, yeah, very much. Like, if I'm her, I'm shoving him the other way out the door. <laughs> yes. But when he gets pulled into the basement, we just get a major fucking blood fountain. Yeah, and which at that point, she's still, like, hanging onto his legs, like, trying to save him. Once yeah, you're you in can middle... let go now. 
Yeah, once you're in middle of the blood fountain from the person you're trying to save, yeah, there's no more saving the person. Maybe run away. Yes. The evil Ash attacks Annie and by the power of true love? <laughs> yeah, he, um, Go ahead. He sees the necklace, right? Yes. Yeah, and that fucking ugly necklace, which I want to own to put on my horror desk up here. Yeah, that saves the day in two movies because it saves the day in the first one, too, because he uses it to lasso the Book of the Dead and throw it in the fire. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is and it never comes up again. I don't think after this, Uh, I think you see it in Ash versus Evil Dead. Do we? I think he like picks it up and like you see it for like two seconds. Uh, okay, I'm checking eBay. I don't see any replicas of it. I'm surprised. Yeah, because it's probably like a real brand necklace. Yeah, so, probably. Um, but yeah, it turns him back into regular Ash. But then Annie attacks him with an axe, <laughs> which it's which goes back to it goes right back to being funny. Where yes. he's like, "No, I'm fine now. I'm fine." Um. So basically, once she realizes everything's okay, they realize they need to get the pages. Here's where we get our fucking cool as hell chainsaw suit up and saws off the boomstick and groovy. Yeah, the entire, like, all the, the, and I love Sam Raimi's shooting style with this, where it's all the smash cuts, where, like, they kind of bring it back in Army of Darkness when they're making his hand, but it's just, like, zoom in, like, sound effect. He's doing this thing. Groovy. And you could not like every single time that scene comes up when he starts the chainsaw and he says groovy, I go right back to being a little kid being like the man said the word I like. (laughs) I love like, you know, what's cool when he's in the basement getting the pages after this and everything. We don't see Henrietta the whole time. It's not like he's down there like boss fighting her or anything. No, he makes it. He gets all of them. Which is scarier, because you're waiting for it the whole time. Well, yeah, it's the suspense of, you know something's going to happen, you're just not sure when. Yeah, she's not gone. She's down there. Oh, yeah, it's not like there's another door out there or something. No, like, he know, and even, you know, he knows that she's just waiting for some opportunity. Yeah. Uh, he gets the pages to Annie right before he's attacked. Um, and then... Yeah, which, I have to mention that scene. I love how he Like, there's, what, like, five or six pages of paper that he's holding. And he throws them up to her, and they all stay perfectly together. Oh, yeah. Like, they're a solid thing. So I don't know if they kind of stick or not. Who knows? But how it's, it's almost like he, like, tossing her up like a ball. It's how how it's almost treated, which I've always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, You know what drives me insane? Because all Annie has to do is read the pages, let evil manifest itself, and then get rid of it. Right. She, Ash is attacked, she stops reading. No, don't stop reading! Read fucking faster! Yeah, keep going. Well, there's an awesome Henrietta versus Ash fight going on. You're gonna want to kind of check it out, too. <laughs> True. Um, and then we get the floating Henrietta. Yeah, which I love when you, like, when it's uh, Ted Raimi and the Henrietta suit is spinning around on the ceiling, you can see the entire ass of the suit is torn out. Oh, yeah, it's... Ugh. From him, like, getting in and out of it for, like, like constantly day after day. 
The Henrietta is disgusting. Oh yeah, it, uh, so disgusting looking. Like the makeup's so good. No, oh, it's it's nasty. Um, the fight's going on, and it's like assumed its final form. You know what I mean? Yeah, at this point is when it yeah the like it makes like the its neck turns into the snake thing, yeah. and it sounds like the monkey. And the music in the background that's playing also reminds me of like classic Universal monster music, where it's like super epic and big. Yeah, it's it's really cool right here, and it's not going well for Ash until Annie sings "Hush, Little Baby" to distract, and I guess that works, which raises more question. Like, oh shit, is like real Henrietta's soul still trapped in that? That's even worse. That's what I've always taken that as. Like, you know, whenever, like, every once in a while, a dead idol turn right back to the normal person? Yeah. How I've always liked to interpret that is that as is, like, the deadite lets the person come back for a short minute, and then takes it back again. Yeah. That makes sense. That's how um, I've always played it in my head. But on that distraction, Ash, like a fucking badass, uh-huh. cuts off arms and head yeah it's like swing it's like a swing arm off swing arm off a swing the heads off and like he's it's this epic shot of ash spinning around with this blood splatter while he's screaming with his chainsaw hand oh it's great it's a it's a living poster then guess who gets the final girl line ash because swallow this and then blast the head off yeah, which Ash is, I think, one of the only, like, final guys in, mo- in like, horror movies. Uh, Ash, Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's gotta be more, but they're the two well-known. Two... Yeah, yeah, you're right. The two biggest ones you think of. And Ash is one of the few, like, because uh, he's the main star of the Evil Dead series, but he's the good guy. That's yeah, usually that's... not how it works. Usually it's Jason, Michael, Leatherface, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at the, to be weird, the Toonie Terrors line that NECA put out. Yeah. It's all the killers and Ash. And Ash. It's not even, yeah, they didn't do a Deadite. They did Ash, because he is. Yeah, it's it's definitely like an anomaly, but it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, swallow this, shoots the head, and the trees start to fucking attack the cabin, like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, and great miniature form. Like, it's so good. Um, And the evil has now been made flesh is coming through the door, and it's a giant fucking rancor head. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, it's like it looks like a rancor, like, had sex with a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, um, after this was done filming, a haunted house bought that prop and used it in their haunted house for, like, years and years before it was oh. found again. That's awesome, dude. Where is it now? Like, can you take pictures with it somewhere? I'm not sure where it Does is. Does it make now. appearances at cons like the tire from Rubber and the Maximum Overdrive Green Goblin? I would definitely pay like twenty dollars to get my picture taken with the Goblin head from. I mean, the uh, like, uh, Evil Dead pumpkin head thing. <laughs> oh, I'm ashamed to say I'd probably pay even more. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's coming through the door and Annie's finishing reading, but the ash hand is still alive and stabs her with the dagger. Yeah, it stabs um, her with the dagger. And I love also whenever the, um, when like the evil, uh, becomes like uh flesh and ash first sees it for the first time. Did you see when like his hair started turning white? 
yeah, he gets a little white streaks because he's so fucking scared. It's Which, awesome. It's such a great, like, another, like, little slapsticky, like, 1930s trope, you know? Yeah, I wonder if there's ever been a case of that happening, for real. I forget. I remember telling Steve Dave, I think, talking about it, and they said that they researched it and it could happen, but you also have to take that as a grain of salt because it's telling Steve Dave, and who knows and when they're fucking they're with you and when they're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the portal is open and the evil's getting sucked in. But the evil grabs Ash, and he gets sucked into. Yeah, we're um and uh Annie. Yes. Saturn. Okay, Annie's like yeah, trying to finish the pages, but she's dying, and it's almost like she loses grip of them, and they just go flying away, and then she just sighs, and she's like ah, oh, and dies. Yeah. So she's not able to finish everything to the point of the portal closes again. Um, I love what this, the ending is just incredible because he lands in the fucking middle ages surrounded by knights. Yeah. The, I also love when he's transporting through the uh, wormhole and he's yeah. like spinning again and whatnot. And it reminds me what, like this is two or three times I've mentioned it now here, even just recently in the last few weeks, but like classic doctor who time travel where it's all like the, uh, like neon and like flashing lights and whatnot. Oh, I was going Bill and Ted, but yes. Oh yeah. Very Bill and Ted as well. I would say. Um, yeah. He lands in the middle ages. He's surrounded by knights. They're about to kill him, but a deadite, a flying deadite comes roaring in and he shoots it with the boomstick and it dies obviously. And the knights, I guess, haven't been able to defeat a deadite. So they're all like, hail, whatever they're all hailing him hail hail like they're excited and ash is just screaming no and the movie ends it's and that's a how the perfect movie ending ends. yeah perfect ending so this was 1987 and then army of darkness came out in 1992 so what five years later we finally get army of darkness and the conclusion of this long weekend that's horrible for ash yes and you know what Army of Darkness does not open exactly the same as the Evil Dead 2 ending. Evil Dead 2 does not open exactly right after the Evil Dead ending. Do you know how much anyone gives a fuck? None. Oh, no, it doesn't matter whatsoever. No. Um. Yeah, that's the movie. I love it. It, it is my favorite horror movie of all time, without a doubt. Yeah, this is um num- like my second favorite just series in general. I always go back and forth between if I love the first Evil Dead or the second one more. Right now, I've seen the second one the last time, so now I'm saying the second one's my favorite. But uh, we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. It's so hard to pick. Yeah, and you know what? I love the whole all both the Evil Deads. I love Army of Darkness. I even really enjoy the remake reboot they did, and I love the TV series. It's a fantastic. Yeah, the remake reboot, I, yeah, I agree with you. I completely love it. I think I saw it in theaters like three times. Dude, like, that f- freaking razor blade scene still creeps me out. The razor, blade, the razor blade scene, and I'm still like terribly afraid of nail guns. Yes. Where like um, anytime, like my dad has like a nail, my dad has like a giant nail gun like that. And anytime I've been helping him with a project and he's using that thing, I'm so like freaked out by it. And he'll like, f- like tease me with it. 
I know. I think we talked about that on the Krampus one, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, that, I'm going to get you a nail gun for your birthday. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, that's the movie. Um, yeah. So, real quick, before you guys jump out, like, oh, I listened to it. We do a couple things at the end. We do a kill count, which we tally up all the kills in every movie you've ever seen. We rate it, and we tell you what we get next week, so don't you guys go anywhere yet. Before we get all to, the, to all that stuff, here is your two reminders. Make sure you rate the show five stars, por favor. We would love it very much. Helps us get seen by more people. Also, check out the other shows on the network. You can find all of them. Geek Positive, Audio Anxiety, Radio Show, all that stuff. Uh, Ruthless Retrospective. Please do it. And okay, you want to get to the kill count? Yes, where are we at? Okay, so like I mentioned, the kill count tallies all the kills we've seen in all the movies we've covered on this show. Before this movie, what did we do last week? We did Happy Death Day. Yes. We ended at 307. Okay. Do you want to take a guess where we're at? Uh, So I'm trying to think what counts as a kill. Because we don't see, like, there's Henrietta and and her husband. Didn't count. Neither one of them? Did not count them. Okay. Um, three. Oh, no, more than that. Five. Five, okay. So 312. Okay, nice. So we had, um, let me see, all of our survivors, like our new survivors, the four oh, of them. Oh, that, that's right. I forgot about Linda. Yep, and Linda. Yep. So, yep. So we, we end at 312 gruesome, brutal deaths. I'm really happy we've gotten over 300 total for the podcast now. That's fun. Yes. Now we just got to shoot for 400. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there quicker than you think. It didn't take us long to hit 300. No. Um, um, well, right. every week Greg does his kill count and I do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or anything because that's what perf- uh, fucking Robert Ebert or whatever it is does. And fuck that guy because he fucked he shit on Friday the 13th. Um, I and like everything do, else good. Yeah. Um, I like to do something from the movie one through ten. And I'm trying to think what would be really great for this movie. I'm going to say Boomsticks. Okay. This is my Boomstick. Okay. Well, no, that's from Ev- That's from Army of Darkness. I can't but do Boomstick. Have- okay. It's just a shotgun now. Yeah, it's just a shotgun. That's Army of Darkness's Boomstick. I'm going to say Laughing Deer Heads. <laughs> Okay. I, I don't know. Okay, um, no, we'll so do laughing deer heads. One laughing deer head is this movie is complete shit and never watch it. Ten laughing deer heads is this is a masterpiece and it's a perfect movie. And for the second time in the podcast, I'm going to give it ten out of ten. So ten laughing deer heads. This is a perfect horror movie. What was your other one? You gave a ten. Plan Nine from Outer Space. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't believe it comes as a shock. I gave this my first ever 10. This is the nice. first time I have given the perfect rating. goes to Evil Dead 2. So, so Evil if you're Dead listening the first time, no, this is not a common thing. Like, what the fuck? They just give a perfect score. No, we usually no. do not. No, usually we don't. Usually we're much more critical of movies. But this movie placed on both of our top fives. Yes. So. so- and this, I would say, is the first movie to receive the Throbbing with Horror Gold Star rating that we both gave it 10 out of 10. That is true. Yeah, like we're going to have like a Hall of Fame of movies that got 10s from both of us. So this is the first one, which is very fitting. Yes. Oh, I like that. We're going to do this. Very good. 
All right, so should we tell them what we're doing next week? Yeah, next week I'm very excited for, because if you guys have been listening throughout the show, you know how much I love body horror. And this is one of the most body horror of body horror movies. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, next week we are doing Society. Yeah, it's it's a wild time. If you guys haven't seen it, it is streaming on Shudder. I believe Tubi as well, but definitely Shudder. I know that. Yes. Um, came out in 1989, directed by Brian Usna. It's a lot of fun, and it's fucking weird. It's That would be the best word to describe it, for sure. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to covering that next week. Oh, that'll be a fun time. Um, if you listened last week, we said when that episode dropped we would be out of town that is not true we'll be out of town this friday when this episode drops that's right yes yeah uh when this comes out today me and greg are going to be at uh drive-in seeing a sleepaway camp and a few other movies and felissa rose is going to be there so i'm extremely excited to be able to meet her yeah it's cool uh monsterama playing a bunch of cool horror movies they have like a little pop-up martin thing that'll be a fun time yeah i'm really looking forward to it yeah well, that's all I got, so make yeah, sure you guys follow us on all the socials and all that stuff. Yeah, and you guys have a great week, and we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.